um, being Indian, having parents and a generation above you who are immigrants and being a first generation. I hope you guys tune into this episode. It's going to be a goodie. So, um, I think that's pretty much it. I was going somewhere with that. I mentioned that was on YouTube. Um, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, I, I was going to show you some behind the show behind the scenes of me preparing for the Miss Illinois Earth pageant from a director standpoint. That's where I was going, where I mentioned the channel. Completely just had a brain fart just now. But subscribe to the channel, come putting the podcast up there, along with some more um, fun visual content about my pageant journey and just how I'm planning on putting this whole little show together. I'm going to do behind the scenes, and I'm so excited for that. And just other behind the scenes stuff of a little things I have going on in the pageant world. I think you guys are going to like it. Tune in. Pageants and Prosecco is on YouTube channel. But for now, get your glasses. This episode was recorded on YouTube, so you can watch it there. And I'm going to go into the bio and everything there. So let's start sipping, and let's go ahead and talk to Ash Waria and get to know her just a little bit better. Ready? Three, two, one. Hit it. Hello, and thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Pageants and Prosecco. I am so excited to have you guys here on this podcast. I know we are a little bit behind. I owe you guys two episodes. I will get those to you. I had a little bit of technical difficulty the last few weeks, but nonetheless, it's the interview that y'all have been waiting for. I am talking to Miss India USA, Aswarya Gulani, and let me tell you a little bit about her because we are talking to a um, future Adakza is in the building, you guys. So, Ashwarya was recently promised India, USA, and she is currently a medical student aspiring to be, and I practice this word, an ophthalmologist. Oh, I practice this, an ophthalmologist. I think I'm pretty close to. Um, I think I'm pretty close to it. Uh, nonetheless, beauty, brains, and vision is what we're talking about today. Is what is her uh, epitome. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to pronounce this word, you guys. And she's historian at Wharton Business graduate, a Mayo Clinic researcher and publisher, to a medical school student with simultaneously artistic achievement like. Um, Baharantanaman Aragtram, while mentoring and leading her community locally and internationally, focused to eradicate needless blindness from the world. Ashwarya has always been avidly involved in her surrounding community. As she progresses through her medical education, she has provide care all around the world for underprivileged populations. Her work with healthcare globally is something she wants to continue to work towards to improve global health disparities worldwide. As a physician and the current title holder of Miss India USA, it is her belief and mission to spread the idea that people can pursue 
both medicine and their passions. And that's kind of what we're talking about today, being pageants, of course. Everyone give a nice pageant and Prosecco toasts. I have my little drink right here. And of course, in the stereotypical red cup solo, red solo cup. To Ashwarya, Miss India, USA. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for that wonderful intro. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I'm so excited to interview you. And I'm sorry I like messed up this. <laughs> I practiced this last week and I forgot that um, I had this word. Because it's, it's an eye correct? Yeah, ophthalmologist. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> nonetheless. But welcome to the show. It's nice to have you. So excited to be here. So tell us about Miss India USA and the competition because technically you won over a year ago and um, like we just talked about a few minutes ago, your nationals are getting back a little bit. So can you let us all know about the Miss India USA competition, what got you started in it and um, a little bit of backstory. Yeah, so um, as you mentioned, I won Miss India USA last January of 2020 um, and it has been such an incredible journey. I obviously like not everything has panned out as we all expected this past year, but um, I will be representing the USA at Miss India Worldwide, which is the international pageant um, this coming October, fingers crossed um, with COVID and everything. Um, and basically this pageant is like been around for years and um, it's a really incredible pageant for um, young Americans. It's for teens, Miss, which is me and Mrs, to really just get in touch with that like integration of cultures because everyone who comes in is like born and raised in America for the most part, but has such a close connection to their um, ethnic background and their culture and their talents associated with our cultures. And it's really great to see that come together on one big stage um, and people vying for this crown, for the opportunity for a platform to talk about, um, talk about and take action towards things that they're passionate about. Um, and for me, that was, as you mentioned, like the integration of medicine and other things and other passions. Um, so that's kind of how the pageant works. And I got involved on the state level. So I did Miss India Florida, um, actually one first runner up there. And then in January of 2020, went to Texas for the Miss India USA part. Um, and I won there and that was such an incredible experience because I've never, I've never been in pageants before. This was definitely something I'd like just try it out, like to try it out, you know, just to say that yeah. I've tried it and like see if I liked it. And it was such an incredible experience and so different from what I'm used to normally. So yeah. Right. So you competed in three pageants before you won Miss India USA? One, the Florida one. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So you're still like kind of a newbie to the game and you won a national title, that's impressive. Yeah, it was it was definitely overwhelming even going there because there are people who had been in the same pageant system multiple times, you know, like returning a second or third time and people who'd done other pageants or whatever. Um, but it was so great because everyone was still super encouraging and like um, guiding, you know, because like, Things you just don't even think about that you need to think about backstage. They were so helpful with because um, they've right. been through it before. Um, so that was really awesome. It was very fun. Made a lot of friends. 
I know, right? Where was your national pageant held at when you won? In, in Texas. Is it Austin? Oh, yeah. no. Nice. You immerse like a real pageant environment being out there in Texas. Like, that's like real yeah. pageantry down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely all in. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so, so when it comes to your platform, you are merging um, your passions with, you know, what you want to study. And I think that's so important because a lot of people choose pageantry or education, or we know a lot of people like mm -hmm. might drop out of school a year to have mm -hmm. a national title and make those appearances and whatnot. So can you just tell us a little bit about what got you started into your medical field um, dreams, I guess, to even pursue ophthalmologists? Ophthalmology? Yeah, ophthalmology. Okay, I'm trying because that's me, obviously, you know, I've been going to get my eyes done for the longest. So I say, like, if I had to do life over, I might be an eye doctor or I'd probably be like a gynecologist because that's two different things that I've been dealing with consistently. And I hate just like, you know, not being able to see like, you know, I consider LASIK and whatnot. And mm -hmm. but talk about your journey and to this medical field and what kind of brought you to it. Yeah. So. I've kind of wanted to be a doctor forever. I grew up with parents who were both physicians, so I think I was a little biased growing up, but also in undergrad, I um, gave myself the chance to try other things. So I pursued a business degree over a science one, um, just because I was like, now's my chance to like expand my boundaries, expand what I'm normally comfortable with. And so I did, so I got a business degree and I loved it. I loved business, but I knew that my actual career would come out of medicine and business would be the perfect aid for my medical um, practice in the future. And those kind of skills that I gained in that, um, those kind of classes were amazing and like kind of went, went so well with my science um, background. Um, so I tried to, I tried to deviate, but I came right back to medicine um, <laughs> and I really like it. I, definitely not easy as everyone will say, but I think it's one of those things where it's like, you enjoy it so much that you can't imagine yourself doing anything else. And that's exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, so that's how I kind of got into medicine. And as you said, it's, you're so right. It's so distinct from pageantry because people do one or the other, or they drop out and do the other or vice versa. But what was interesting actually, like the national pageant in Texas um, there were a couple of girls who were in medicine. Um, so that itself was so reassuring to see because I was like, all right, like people here like come from like the same field that I come from and they're also able to balance both, you know? So it's not impossible. It's just not talked about or not maybe accepted yet, you know? And I think that's the bigger issue because it's like, if you tell someone if you are a doctor or something and that you're going to pageants, people look at you weird or they're like, that's because pageants are stereotypically for like ditzy girls, you know, but like, that's so not it. Pageants are literally to empower these women to become more confident and to like work towards something that they're so passionate about. And I think yeah. that's why you can balance both because it's not necessarily just appearances and things like that, because that becomes a full-time job on its own. But I think, if you're using one thing to aid another, it makes it so much more manageable. And while you were in school, um, you went to Wharton, 
That's all it is. That's mm-hmm. like a really, really big deal. Was that your first choice? It was. Um, it's actually funny because I didn't know business was my first choice, but I loved Penn when I felt uh, when I went to visit, and I applied business there and I applied engineering everywhere else, um, and the odds are that I was gonna be an engineer, but I got into Wharton and I was like, there's no other option. Um, like I need to, I, I need to do business, like, you know? Um, so yeah, so that worked out really well and I loved it. And now looking back, I have so much respect for engineers because I can never do what they did. Um, they work so hard and they're so smart. I love it. Um, and you're in Florida, so what made you decide to go to, well, I guess Penn State, was it, was it is Penn State is that Wharton School of Business correct? It was UPenn, yeah. Okay, University of Pennsylvania. So what made yeah. you switch to from um, a warm climate to a cold climate? Was it solely based school and station? Um, no, I really wanted to have that like northeast experience. Like I wanted to live in a big city, like um, get that experience of undergrad. And I think um, Penn was really great because it's a campus but it's still in the city. So I really enjoyed that. Like definitely got to explore a lot, got to travel a lot um, and get those experiences. And it was like a good amount of time because I was able to want to come back from med school. You know, after the four years, I was like, all right, got it out of my system and I'm coming back and I have a good experience. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. And you was also um, valedictorian as well. Mm-hmm. In high school. Yeah, which is like a huge achievement. You are so smart and brilliant, and it's so honor. Like I'm honored to like you know be in your presence and talk to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I always um, joke I peaked in high school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> academically. <laughs> yeah. No. What message would you have for girls in high school who are like a lot of girls who are super smart? and brilliant but like you know maybe it's like kind of looked down upon a little bit to be smarter than the boys and what gave you that drive to really focus on your studies instead of kind of getting distracted to become a valedictorian yeah i think um the idea of it like being frowned upon for girls to be smarter is just something i feel like as a generation we're fighting so much against um because like the women the girls who are out here growing up, they are so smart and so capable. And like, we are doing this whole movement on the side to like empower them. And then at the same time, when you come down to the little bits of it, like everyday life in high school or whatever, um, we're making that impossible for them. But on a larger scale, we're like empower each other, whatever. But I feel like yeah. the the girls just, I would just say, honestly, just focus on your long-term goals. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Like things won't happen in high school, things will happen as you progress. And like, just keeping that focus is so important because every little step, every little success, even just like one good grade or one really great accomplishment that you do um, in high school, they all add up and they each open more and more doors moving forward. And I think that's the biggest thing that I look back on because whenever, um. I look back on how I made my way into medicine. I know there's a lot of things that could have blocked me along the way if, I, if they hadn't happened. Um, right. And I think same with pageantry. I think if, I don't think I ever would have gotten into pageantry if I wasn't in medicine because I didn't have that like other thing going for me per se. Um, so I think I would just say to 
stay focused on the little goals because they'll add up eventually. And that's interesting that you say that um, medicine kind of got you into pageantry. You think there's some kind of level of discipline that you learned from being a student that kind of transferred into your pageant I think discipline, but I think more than that, the confidence. Because um, me entering med school for what was like 20 years after working for something like that yeah. is the biggest confidence boost anyone can get, you know, like reaching that first step in your um, career goals, you know, um, for whatever it is, not just medicine, whatever your career goal or any goals, not even career. But that for yeah. me was the biggest confidence boost, you know, and like, I think that's what was like, all right, I can go into pageants or I can try it out at least, you know, um, I think that's what I got most confidence. And I think it actually worked vice versa in a weird way because winning the pageant was another confidence boost that helped me in medicine to be like, I can do so much more than just medicine. Um, right. So, yeah. So you got your acceptance letter, you're like, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, I think it was one of those like surreal moments where I was like, okay, I got to go back to class now. It didn't really hit me until later. Um, they yeah. just like give you a phone call randomly and you're like, okay, I need to go back to the rest of my day. And then like, it'll hit, but it was surreal. Like just to, just to, like realize that it has been something you're working towards for 20 something years was right. crazy. Is that how you got your your um, notification was through a phone call? Yeah, they called us. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was like, okay, I gotta go. Thank you. <laughs> like, um, well, that's, that's kind of cool. I'm not opposed to. It's so nice. They're so personal about it. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's like yeah, it's like a <laughs> outside. Something just crazy just hit the window. Like, oh no! No, it's just like snow or something. Oh, Nowhere. Yeah, it was really nice and personal, honestly. It was really sweet. It was just funny because it was like, okay, thanks. Couldn't let it sink in yet, you know? Oh, my goodness. Well, now you are way past undergrad and you are in medical school right now. Mm -hmm. uh, what is life like as a national title holder and being a medical student? It's very different. I think it would I think it would have been one way if COVID wasn't a thing. Um, but right yeah. now I think it has made it possible for me to do so much more with this title than I ever could have. I think if COVID wasn't a thing, I would have spent most of my time just trying to balance, as you said, appearances. Um, like just going places and that would be like balanced with like school, right? Mm -hmm. But because I have so much flexibility of time with like everything being online and events being online, I've been able to do a lot more and a lot more impactful um, appearances and actual work. Um, like I think I first started like early in May with um, like a donation to nurses around Jacksonville, which is where I'm located and like um, was able to gather stuff from local bakeries to donate to the nurses as a thank you during nurses week. And then from things like that to like hosting seminars, which was really cool. I got to host a physician seminar of, um, about med school for like pre-med students, which was really awesome. It was part of a national conference. And then just being able to like also now speak more and more about what I've learned through the integration of both of these journeys um, has been great. Like I think last Monday I 
held a seminar with American Medical Women's Association about going beyond medicine. So I think things like that with um, traveling and the time constraints would not have necessarily been as possible with without COVID. But I think because we're all just home and like able to just get on the computer and like connect to people from all across the world, I've been able to like actually make a bigger impact and push my platform and my message across um, more. So that's honestly been so great. And hopefully now things are opening up. So like I'll get to do more in-person things as well to actually make those personal connections um, over the next few months. So I'm looking forward to that as well to get that experience. Oh my goodness. Sound like you've been working hard from inside your bedroom. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's literally from like on my desk, one desk and doing all this stuff, but it's been really awesome. It makes it so yeah. much easier to manage. You're like changing the world. And you know, I think you're doing a lot of good work. I think you're doing necessary work that needs to be done, which is um, I think for one, women getting into medicine is one of the most impactful things mm -hmm. because as women, you know, we need those doctors to talk to about mm -hmm. any type of ailment that we have going on. I think it's different talking to a woman or we're talking to a man. So I love mm -hmm. your message. I love that you are encouraging girls to get into STEM and, you know, and to pursue these two mm -hmm. in your life, you know, because it's not impossible to do it all. You know what I'm saying? We can. No, I, yeah, I completely agree. And I think a big part of integrating women into medicine or encouraging more women into medicine is like maintaining that part that makes you a woman. Because I think a lot of times you're trying to integrate into medicine and STEM fields and people try and change who, like how they act to be more like men because they're better accepted, quote unquote, you know, in the field. But oh, I think wow. exactly what you said, like you want a woman doctor because you want a woman doctor, you know, and there's a difference. Like sometimes there just is, you know, in like certain fields. Um, right. And I think with pageantry, I think that's one thing I was able to discover. It's like, I don't have to lose that girly, like likes to dance side of me to become a doctor or hide that even, you know, because I think it's like, oh, they're going to frown upon me and think I'm not as serious as the male colleagues in the room. But like, that's not true. I should just, I should and others should also just stick to who they are and keep their feminist, feminist side, um, feminine side, sorry. Yeah. Um, with them, that'll make them the doctor that their their patients want to see. Right, right. You know, I've seen a lot of doctors on TikTok <laughs> giving out like just like, little, <laughs> like random advice, and I just love it. <laughs> There's, I, I honestly feel like I've learned so much from them on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, all the new doctors who like do the dance and like give little like blurbs of yeah. how to do things. <laughs> And it's like all these like real life medical hey, advice coming out. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, pause, pause, read, pause. You know. Yes, yes. I hate watching videos like more than twice, so I am always quick to like pause it and just take notes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. So, it makes them so personable, you know, and relatable. Yeah. Instead exactly. of just so. Scary. Oh, yeah, know. they've definitely gotten very integrated on social media. I love, I love seeing it. Um, Do you think you'll be a, a doctor on TikTok giving out like eye advice or how to keep your sight healthy as you get older? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Honestly, if TikTok's still around or whatever replaces it next, who knows? But yeah, I feel like it's such a fun little way to like interact with. Um, other people and also interact with like generations who normally wouldn't care, you know, like um, 
I think it's really cool because they've definitely gotten a good following from like this like Instagram, TikTok generation who normally like isn't, doesn't really care what's happening, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's True. Like really awesome. <laughs> and you're able to keep up with people's attention spans too because it's nice and short and sweet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll try. So when, it <laughs> when it comes to specializing in um, ophthalmology, yeah, right. you know, yeah, I'm fine. I'm um, not really here. You're getting it. What made you want to specialize specifically when it comes to the eyes? You know, that people. At what point do you specialize? Specialize in um, med school, right? Yeah, by the end of med school, we'll have to like choose officially. Um, so I have a little bit of time, uh, but I've just had a lot of experience with it, like through my time at Penn, and like I got to do this like. Uh, summer abroad in India at this eye hospital and got to see a lot there. Um, so I've just gotten a lot of experience with it and I've loved it. And um, it's kind of like what you said, like just like not being able to see is a really difficult thing and it's so fixable, you know? So I feel like yeah, I want to be a part of that change that's so simple. Like it's changing people's lives so drastically. And um, I think also my experience when I was at the eye hospital really showed me a lot of the health disparities. And it was great to see them basically giving them free cataract or LASIK surgeries just um, just for free to these um, under, like to these people who normally don't even get basic healthcare. And I feel like I wanna be a part of this change that's allowing healthcare to reach these people who never get basic access to needs. So, yeah. And then, like, your sight is pretty much everything, you know? If you don't have your sight, mm -hmm. nothing else really kind of... Yeah, we would see, like, patients whose, li like, livelihood would be, you know, like, farming or something like that or driving at night. And they, their night vision is so terrible. And it's, like, you give it back to them yeah. and their whole livelihood comes back, you know? So it's it was incredible to see. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy. I think about it um, too. Last year during the pandemic, I only had one of my glasses broke and I was out of context. So I only had one pair of glasses and then the pandemic hit. And so it was all like shutting down. And so I was like really scared. Like what if my yeah. only pair of glasses broke, you know? And that's yeah. before I realized I buy glasses online. For, I don't know why I came across that idea earlier in life, but I was like, no. <laughs> You go to the doctor because you have to get a new prescription every year. You know, it's like the maintenance for being, you know, without sight is really hard because you have to the doctor every single year, get your prescription done. I'm actually due for this year. But um, it was just scary just knowing that, like, we're going to be stuck in the house for two weeks. I only have one pair of glasses and dirty contacts, one pair of dirty contacts. Like, and it was like when we were all like missing toilet paper. I don't know if it was going to be like the purge. <laughs> Yes, it's just it was just a scary thought, you know. So yeah. um oh, your really look really I love the shape. Thank you, thank you. I got these from Y <laughs> Direct, like E Y E by Direct. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, I love cat eyes. And that's one thing I looked for too, because I went to go my eyebrow get my glasses done as a kid. They now have like fun little glasses. It was all like so serious. You know? Yeah. 
No, I like them. They're very cute. <laughs> Thank you. And then now I have like 10 pairs since I found this website, like 10 pairs of glasses. It's gotten really <laughs> bad. But I've been so used to only having one pair of glasses my whole life. You know, it's the one you get from the eye doctor's mm -hmm. appointment. And then you with that pair until next year. So if I get something fun, yeah. silly with every outfit, you know, and there was one point like I found out glasses as a kid because they were cute, but then like I matured. And so now I'm yeah. because of insurance and I can't get a new pair. And it was just oh like, my God. <laughs> that's so traumatic. That's like how it was with like braces, but it wasn't even that long. I feel like if you get like a funky color for braces and then you go like a month or whatever before changing it and you're like, why did I do this? <laughs> like, why yeah. is this <laughs> You stuck with this decision for a minute. You yeah. know? Like, oh That's my God. So and it's like a lifelong problem, you know, because I mm -hmm. don't want to get LASIK. Like, I like the idea of it, but I just don't like the idea, the technique. Like, I don't want people playing with my eyes. Like, I just, I just, it's yeah. something about it. And so I go, you know, I'll just keep glasses on because they're cute. Keep my contacts on because they're cute, you know. To each his own. Yeah. But it's an idea that I can do with constantly because i know my teacher i had a teacher in college and she had lasik done she said it took six seconds for one eye and i think 10 seconds for the other eye yeah. and i was like <laughs> <laughs> those six seconds were probably like, six like <laughs> is it really an easy process i think yeah it's pretty fast Gosh. it's like a yeah it's literally like a 10 minute if there's no like insane complications or things like that. Um, it's pretty fast, which is why, like, when I saw them doing it in India, I was like, patient one, patient two, patient three, patient four. I was like, wow, that's, <laughs> it was like, they're going, curing yeah. the world. Girl, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a way for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I appreciate you going into this field is one of my most important things I want to let you know because it's so important, so necessary. And with iBuyDirect, this is not like a plug. I do have a code though. I'm gonna put my code in the comments. I have access <laughs> Whenever you donate a pair of glasses to somebody and you can choose where country, what country um, that you want it to go to, whether it's a continent or you could choose a country within a continent that they work with. Whenever you buy from iBuyDirect, I can guess my little code. Oh, they give yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're cheap. I think these are like six bucks and the frames are like twenty dollars. It's no more than fifty bucks that I pay for glasses. Oh, that's solid. Yeah. That's why I have them. <laughs> okay. Well, before I let you go, per the name Pageants and Prosecco, I like to mention alcohol, of course, on this show. Um, <laughs> And sure, we're drinking. I've been sipping on this boat box. It's a handheld one. So cute. Ooh. It's the one box holds three of these. Three glasses of wine. Oh my god, what a steal. <laughs> I know. Like five dollars. Um I got this at Jewel Osco, but you can pretty much find this anywhere. They have actual big boxes too. But when I go cheap, this is one of my favorite ones to go with, is a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boat of I have. <laughs> um, I've been sipping on the Trader Joe's Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, 
you know what you two bucks chuck is? It's in the refrigerator, but um, do you know what two buck chuck is? It's like Trader Joe's is like it's like three dollar wine from Trader Joe's, and it's amazing. Um, so I'm a white drinker. I don't. I can't. I can't handle reds. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like So. Oh my gosh! See this. I have heard of Trader Joe's two buck chuck. I just there's no Trader Joe's really around me. Um, so, I mean, there might be one in Chicago, but yeah. mainly Whole and Mariano's as grocery stores in Jolasco. Oh, okay. um, but I gotta find a Trader Joe's or like a Whole Foods or something. Yeah, it's life changing. Um, <laughs> I'll into it. I I mean, I've heard about it. It's like a myth. Like I heard about it, but I never actually done it. Is it good? It's like it's decent. It's not like that incredibly classy, <laughs> you know. But it's like great. We always like bring that whenever we watch The Bachelor. Like tonight, um, we just like yeah, you should do like two buck chuck because it's like casual and not a, not like trying to celebrate or anything. <laughs> gotcha. It's like so it's Trader Joe's is wine line of wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah, I gotta find you one in the room. Um, but yeah, oh, it's really good. And yeah, they have red skin too, since you're into Merlot and stuff. Well, I don't drink, the only thing I drink white is Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc. That's like the lowest, that's like the last one on my list. <laughs> I understand. Maybe if nothing else is available. Like, <laughs> But I love the way it tastes. It's just not my first choice. Is it grassy mm-hmm. and very like melony? Yeah. <laughs> it's like sweeter than it's definitely sweeter. It's less, it's not as dry as Chardonnay's. So I like it. Um I'm trying to get more into Chardonnay's though, but they're a little too dry for me still. Yeah, you gotta find one that was um a lot of I say it, but if it says buttery, go opposite. Like, don't get the one that says buttery. And you oh. want the ones that in stainless steel. So some of them are going to say on the bottle, aged in wood. Aged in wood. I was trying to say wood and oak. <laughs> uh-huh. It's going to say aged in wood or aged in oak. If it says that, then that's the ones you don't want. Oh, good to know. Okay. And then, yeah. um, say it again. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try looking for that. And then also, like the ones that um, are maybe the ones I made in America. So if you find a Chardonnay that was like in France or something, those might be aged in steel, and you might like those better. Oh, okay. Good. Wow, learning so much. <laughs> a fun little tip. It's little things that I know. Yeah, no, good to know. I'm still like a baby. <laughs> are you still are you still getting started in wine? Are you a wine drinker? Yeah. Oh, nice. Not really. Getting into it still. <laughs> I gotta look up um I guess Savion Blanc. Um do you drink like the Kim Crawford? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, that's there... the only one. Yeah. Oh, I missed it. You can go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> oh no, I said yeah, that one's good. I've had that. <laughs> It's like the only one I know about is like that one. And I know that they're mainly made in Australia, I think. Mm-hmm. New Zealand. I have I have heard the New Zealand Sauvignon are the best, so I tried those and they're definitely really, really good. <laughs> I 
I think that's where it originates in is in New Zealand. New Zealand, Australia. For sure. That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it is Bachelor Night. Um, are you excited for the finale? Are you even watching this whole um, season? I watched everything up except for last week. I forgot. Got busy. Um, but I'm so excited. I know spoilers, which is a little unfortunate, but I'm still gonna watch to see how it pans out. Oh, how do you know spoilers? I go on Instagram too much. <laughs> oh, too much out there. Are you following the cast? Or are you following like Bachelor fan pages? Like the yeah, the fan pages. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do the same thing when it comes to housework. Like I'm like addicted oh. to. It. <laughs> I've never seen that, but yeah, I've heard that's I heard once you get started, you can't stop. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a hot mess. I've been watching The Bachelor. I haven't really started it, but I did watch like some clips of the season because I'm like, addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And so I've been like seeing some things on it, and then like people have been talking about it, like Wendy Williams has been in, and it's been in the news. So like I might watch tonight to see like kind yeah. of everything. So. Yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting one for sure, and well. I mean, the big thing was like Chris Harrison's leaving, so that'll be really wild to not have him as the host um for the first time. Yeah, and a finale episode too. Yeah, like who's gonna say this is the most dramatic episode yet? Like, is it even yeah. the Bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah, because yeah. they hadn't filmed this part yet before he stepped down. I didn't think about that. Yeah, we'll see. But no, I think they filmed this. But I think actually, I don't know. We'll find out. But yeah, it's gonna be an interesting bachelor night. I'm excited. It's been a really good season with uh Matthew. Is that his name? Matt. Yeah, Matt. It's been it's been a good season. I think the last one was a very like dicey. Um, so they needed one to like neutralize and make it back to normal. You know, not like overly dramatic, but like. <laughs> baseline <laughs> right all right oh my gosh okay well i'm gonna watch it tonight just to see what all the yeah, hype's let about. me know what you think i know i feel like you'll be able to follow it right away <laughs> i've seen a few clips i saw one where the girl showed back up in this white dress and they were all yeah. upset <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like hannah told me about him and i couldn't not meet him something mm-hmm. weird yeah, I saw the episode. Yeah, Heather. She was a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ashwara, before I let you go, is there any quotes or any meditation affirmations you would like to leave our audience with or a book that you're reading? I'd like to ask recommendations. Um, I'll do a quote. Um, this is actually the background of my phone. It's, um, Ooh. why is it not showing me? It's, be the girl who decided to go for it. Oh, can you see it? Yeah. Oh, I love it. And that's nice. my favorite quote. I love seeing it always, every time I open my phone. <laughs> yes. Persistence. Yes. Be the girl who decides to go for it. And that's what I want to encourage everyone for. Go for it. You know, why not? You know, you stepped out on, on a journey, you know, to pursue your dreams of um, medicine and to pursue your dreams of pageantry. I think that mm-hmm. you're so needed in this world because 
we need to encourage people to be strong title holders, you know? And I think some of the best title holders have had, um, the, I guess not real careers, but like, you know, Deshana is in the army, we have scientists, we have lawyers, mm. we have doctors, you yeah. know? And that pageantry isn't just for the stay-at-home moms and of the world, mm-hmm. it's for real working women out here making us in the world. And you know, the future is she anyway. So yeah. we might as well just conquer everything while we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely agree. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was great talking to you and great getting to know you. And I'm so glad that we finally made this happen. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a great talk. I was glad we got to finally meet up or talk. <laughs> I know. Well, and you know, everything's virtual now, so we can only conquer the world with our keyboard. And yeah. our <laughs> well, and thank you everyone for tuning in. I appreciate it. I hope your glasses are empty. Mine is going to get there early. <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in. I have some special episodes for you guys coming up shortly, so just stay tuned. Ashwarya, thank you, and have a great day. You too. Thank you.